Coming up next on The Voice of Alabama Politics, gambling, a lottery, hmm. Also, the V-Team takes a look at what passed and what failed. And there's one question on everyone's mind. Uh, are we there yet? Almost. All this and much, much more coming up next on The V. Welcome to the voice of Alabama politics, where we tackle the tough issues so you have the hard facts. I'm your host, Bill Britt, and today I'm joined by Susan Britt, research guru extraordinaire. Hello. Josh Moon, investigative reporter and columnist at APR. And joining us for the first time, Angie Horn, Republican strategist and consultant. Welcome. Yes. Hey. Hey, everybody. Angie, great to have you on. Welcome. Thanks for having welcome, me. Welcome. Yeah, yeah. Um, I know this probably will come as a shock to our viewers as it does to us, but for two years, the, the state legislature, all parties, worked on an agreement that they could come to to pass a lottery and gaming bill. They spent two years. It came down to the last day of the session, and lo and behold, it exploded into a thousand pieces, Josh. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty much that pretty much sums it up. Uh, you know, that's uh, uh, you know, it it just it, it fell apart. It, it, these things are hard to do. They're complicated bills, uh, yeah, you know, and, and you've got a bunch of people involved that that want to have a, a stake uh, here, and so you're trying to appease a bunch of parties. So it's it's a lot of things to juggle now. At the end of the day, I felt like they were they were going to get the thing done, and then uh, at the eleventh hour, the uh, the Republicans tried to pull a fast one last night, and it just you know that backfired, and now everybody's mad at everybody, even madder at everybody than they already were going into the day, which was hard to imagine. Uh, but uh, that's where we are, and that's this is you know about the twentieth time this has taken place, and we've gotten as close as we've ever gotten before, but it ended. It seems that it has ended uh, the way the, the previous ones have ended. But Angie, it, you know, we had a Republican agreement, we had Democratic agreement, we had Governor Kay Ivey backing the bill, and then some last-minute negotiations just—it all just splintered into pieces, not surprisingly. Well, I mean, I think obviously what we saw last night was a whole lot of frustration. I think we also saw people trying to beat a clock on a wall, and, and that caused some, some pretty strange decisions to be made. I will say this, if there's one thing I've learned uh, from my more than a decade of, of observing the Alabama legislature is nothing is over until it's over. Yeah. And, um, it, you know, there's still one more day left in the Alabama legislature. And I, you know, I don't know if it passes, it doesn't pass. If it does pass, I don't know what it is, but I don't think we've heard the last of this, even for this session. Susan, uh, I, from Angie's uh, lips to God's ear. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your thoughts? Well, you know, anybody that's been around the legislature for any period of time knows that when they all come into session, they're all chummy, so glad to see each other. It's like going back to high school. And by the time they get to the last few days, 
it's a wonder they don't break out in fistfights right, on right, the chamber floor. Right. So this is this is not something that I'm really surprised about. They do have one more day. That that day does come two weeks from now. So maybe that'll give them a little cooling off period there to try to actually work something out, I hope. But we'll just have to see. But like Angie said, it's not over till it's over. You know, one of the things that has, has sort of gotten my attention over the last few days is that, uh, you know, former President uh, Donald Trump's son, Don Jr., has come down and or at least tweeted out that this was a bad gaming bill. And I, I hear some other folks are coming down to Alabama uh, Friday, Saturday. Uh, to to have we're coming down on Friday or Saturday to labor lobbies against this bill, and I just the the people from outside the state, Josh, that are jumping into this this deal, really bothers me because this is an Alabama issue. It is not a national issue. It's not a Vegas issue. It really should just be the people of Alabama. Now we know Alpha's against it. We know that. Uh, Niedermeyer over at API, he's against it. But, I mean, really, when you bring in these outside forces, we know what an idiot Niedermeyer is. <laughs> we get that. But why are these people coming in? No, well, because they're getting paid. And, and listen, I, I called the, the Obama daughters to see what they thought about it, and they haven't gotten back to me yet. Uh, but, you know, because that's very important, apparently, uh, what the what the siblings of, of, of uh, former presidents believe about the bill. It's it's absurd, uh, this thing, because this gaming situation is very unique to Alabama. Our situation in this state is very unique. It's unlike any other state uh, because of the length of time this has taken place and because of the Porch Creek Indians in this state and, and their federal status. It's not a knock on anybody. It's just a reality. Uh, is that you've got to na navigate a bunch of different interested parties that have yeah. claimed a, a, a ground in this thing for a long time, and that's just the reality. You can call it a bad bill or whatever you want to do, but the best bill is one that you can actually pass. That, that's a good one. Uh, well, I want to move on here. Eight years ago, uh, I think it was Patricia Todd, mm -hmm. as she was a rep, introduced a medical marijuana bill. It was so bad, Susan that she got the Shroud Award as the most dead bill introduced in the House. Absolutely. It was eight years ago this year. I remember when she got it. But by Henry, she got it introduced. And eight years later, look where we are now. Angie, that was a big win uh, over there to get medical marijuana passed in the Alabama House and Senate. It was yesterday was a huge day in the Alabama legislature to see medical marijuana be passed to give Alabamians who are suffering from horrible diseases, uh, you know, terminal cancers, um, you know, horrible pains, uh, epilepsy, multiple seizures, they have a chance now um, yeah. to try something if nothing else works. And I, you know, it's not a lot of days in the Alabama legislature when you get to say there was a bipartisan effort that passed to do something to right. truly help the lives of Alabamians. Yesterday was one of those days. It was a great day for Alabama. It, it, it is. It's, I, I can't tell you how many people I've talked to, Republican and Democrat, who said, look, if we can ease pain and suffering, especially after what we've been through this year, mm -hmm. uh, it's a great thing. I mean, Josh, Angie's right. It's the most restrictive bill in the in the uh, uh, on the Cal uh, in the nation on marijuana. But it, it passed and it's going to do good things for the state. Right. 
Yeah, no, it is. It's, it's a good thing for it, for it to have passed. Um, I, I don't know that we needed to waste a whole day disparaging Colorado to get it there, but uh, nah. we, uh, we did that. Uh, and, uh, you know, and, and it is. And, and obviously now we can legalize heroin and other gateway because that marijuana is a gateway drug. And, even <laughs> it and so I look forward to, to all of that stuff happening. Uh, but, no, it, it is a hundred, well, exactly what Andy said. It's, it's 100% a good thing. And, uh, you know, it, it, this will help a lot of people. Uh, it should have been done eight years ago. But, mm-hmm. you know, this it takes a while to, to kind of move some of the fossils uh, there. And this is how it works. I mean, come on. How can you complain about Rocky Mountain High in Colorado? I mean, John Denver was right, right? Right? Uh, yeah, I don't understand, man. It's a perfectly nice state. I hated that song. We just trashed it. Terrible, terrible song. All right, we're going to have to leave it right there. You're watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. Your career isn't a job, it's a journey. Your next job could lead to bigger things, and you're in charge of how fast and how far you want to go. At alabamaworks.com, you can connect with employers and start working right now. Then chart your path forward with training and career planning tools. That next paycheck is great, but it's only the beginning. Start a great success story at alabamaworks.com. So you got caught speeding. But this time you got more than a ticket. What are you in for? Vehicular homicide. Stop speeding before speeding stops you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. I got to tell you, I mean, I thought medical marijuana was a big deal. I thought passing medical marijuana was a big deal. But I mean, Susan, we're going to see children in Alabama schools practicing yoga. Tell me it's not so. It's so. It's so. Yoga. Oh, my God. Yoga. Oh, they're going to stretch and meditate and get quiet and 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 you know, not be running around. Like well, this. I think they're all be turning. They're all going to convert to I, Hinduism. I, what I, I congratulate the legislature. They finally got it done. I congratulate. So, them. do you think that we that we will have to consult anyone in Nepal if we go any further on this? But in all seriousness, so Angie, I don't know how you feel about this bill. But it seems to me that if we could pass medical marijuana, we ought to be able to allow children to stretch in school. So here's my question. What in the world was going on in Alabama 30 years ago that they had nothing better to do in the legislature than talk about yoga? Um, this, is, this is a long time coming, guys. I mean, I don't, I don't understand uh, what was going on back then. Um, but apparently, absolutely nothing. Apparently, there was a time three decades ago when there were no problems in Alabama. So, um, you know, we've moved on from that. I hope that the lesson in this bill is there is some silly stuff that has gone on and some silly stuff that people have worried about. But considering that there are local churches in the wiregrass that give yoga lessons, 
I don't think we're going to uh, to be converting any kids anytime soon to Hinduism. Okay. <laughs> well, Josh, I don't know what to say. I just hope we can teach our children to spell Hinduism. And I think that's <laughs> <laughs> that would be that would be a that would be a nice change. I, listen, I, I'll say this. All I know is is that bill passed, and yesterday my daughter brought home a picture of a cow. Now, I don't think that's. <laughs> Uh, and so I, I think that maybe the Eagle Forum was 100% right on this. <laughs> okay. Well, so in the category of I put more strange things that did happen and didn't happen. Uh, the concealed carry boat uh, that would allow people to carry concealed weapons in Alabama without uh, uh, having a permit, Susan, that, that looks dead. It looks dead. I don't think it's got enough. You know, no, they're going to be worrying with other stuff on the last yeah. day. That's gone. Uh, the other thing is, and Angie, this one you and I talked about, and I just love this. In Alabama, you can, of course, do a lot of things as a teenager. You can do a lot of things as an adult. One thing you cannot do is you cannot vape now until you're 21. I mean, come on. Come on. You can join the military you can join the military. Yeah, you can die you can for go your country. You can, you can, you can die for your country. You can vote. You can enter into a contract. You can get married. Um, you can make all of these life-determining decisions, but you are apparently not mature enough to decide whether or not to vape at 19. So the law was 19. Now the law is 21. So go get married, have children, drive a car, vote, enlist in the military. But by God, do not make a decision about what to buy at the store until you are 21. Josh, what do you think? You know, listen. I, I've been an advocate for uh, for changing the the drinking laws and everything else. If you're gonna if you're gonna send kids off into into war at 18, uh, let them enlist in the military, then you, there's no there's no chance. If you think that's a decision that they're capable of making at 18, then buying a six pack of beer should not be one that you put out of reach for them for another three years. It's just what? the logic in a lot of these things just doesn't make a lot of sense. I mean, you know, I'm. I'm not a fan of vaping, uh, you know, unless it's for weed or something, but it's, you know, but I, I don't, uh, I, I, honestly, I, I don't, I just don't understand some of the logic that takes place. Yeah. And, and often I think that's a, that's a big problem with the legislature is you just don't have a lot of logic there. Well, Susan, that's the problem. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Andy. We don't have any intellectual consistency in these uh -huh. bills in the same day that they argued that you know children were still children until they're 21 they argued like an hour later that children can make life-altering decisions at 14. you know pick a lane i don't care which lane but pick a lane either children are tiny adults or they're completely incapable of making any choice until they're 21. let's just decide and stick to it well i, I tell every intern or everybody that comes to work with us that has not been around the legislature the alabama legislature the first thing you got to do is throw logic out the window. Yeah. Do not yeah. try to apply logic yeah. to anything they do. Uh, it doesn't work. No, it doesn't work. I, I want to move on to one that, uh, you know, they, they, they came up with these bills where they wanted to curb Governor Ivey's ability during a pandemic or, 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 or national natural disaster or any of those things to issue emergency orders. Now, there were several bills. One of them looked like it was actually going to make it but on the last day, Josh, it did not get through. Uh, so I think I think the, any curbing of uh, the governor's power during a pandemic or natural disasters limited. I think that's dead. 
Well, I mean, it, it was dumb. All of them were dumb. I mean, because really, is is anybody in the state clamoring for the state legislature to take over emergency situations or any situation? Uh, but Mm-mm. you know, I, I don't, I, and I'm not so sure it's dead. I mean, remember, we, we still got a day left yeah, here, yeah. so I mean, it, it. I think there are there are a lot of things still floating around out there, and a lot of things being used for leverage uh, to get certain things passed uh, that that could bring some stuff back around. And so, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't count that, those things out necessarily just yet. But I, I do believe it's on its deathbed, thankfully. Well, it seems like it, it would be. I, I think also the. You know, this transgender bill, that that bill, uh, I don't know that the one that says that doctors uh, cannot make decisions for transgender mm-hmm. children with the parents. I think that may be the the one that I, I'm just a little bit confused on several of these. So I, I won't bring them up like why, you know, the the antique gambling machines now, those are very important. But the interesting thing to me is that this riot bill, as it was sold as, uh, really made it easier to arrest people that were protesting. Uh, and, and it seemed to me like fairly unconstitutional type of bill, another one that would land us in court. But Josh, it looks like it it's not going to go anywhere either. Yeah. And, and I, I think that uh, it was probably on legal advice uh, there from, from a lot of people, because it Look, under that bill, you could have arrested every single person that attended the rally in D.C. Uh, it, you know, if, if this had been passed in D.C., uh, you could have you could have arrested every single person there because a riot took place and you were somewhere adjacent to that riot. Uh, you know, and then it allowed some some pretty uh, lenient definitions of the word riot as well. And uh, you know, it was just you know what it was for. It, it was to discourage people gathering for. You know the Black Lives Matters marches that that took place over the last summer. Uh, that's what it was. Where these things were born out of, and that and that was all the conversation. And you know they forgot the one that took place in uh, in D.C. But it's uh, I, I think that it dying is a great thing uh, because it, right. it removes you know a lot of a lot of problems. All right, well, we have to leave it right there. You're watching the V, the voice of Alabama politics. We'll be right back. You'll never guess what 400,000 people in the U.S. were using when they crashed their cars last year. No, not this. This. Distracted driving will kill you. Drive safe, Alabama. A message from your Alabama Department of Transportation. Today is a unique day, and it's far bigger than we think. Because there are many different kinds of mothers, and all are being honored today. For the mother who's chosen to stay at home while her children are little, may your patience be great and your influence even greater. For the single mom who never planned on doing this alone, may you be consistently strengthened by your Heavenly Father, and may you hear His voice singing over you. For the mother who strives to balance work outside the home with love inside the home, May you be given energy, validation, and hope as you make the leap from one world to another every day. For women who have no biological children of their own, but who mother younger women as mentors, may you understand your role as a calling from God and as a transformation of their hearts. Today is a unique day. 
So for all the mothers we mentioned, and even those we didn't, be blessed, be honored, be filled with joy. You are making the world a better place because you're filling it with a love that only a mom can give. Welcome back to The V, the voice of Alabama politics. Uh, this week, the uh, Supreme Court of Facebook uh, decided that they thought Facebook rightfully decided the ban on former President Trump, but also punted it back to Facebook and said that they should be a little bit more clear on that. One of the things that we noticed, because we always cover these things from a local standpoint, however you feel about that, our, our Congressman Mo Brooks, who is also running for Senate, said, and, I, and I'll, I'll quote, Facebook ban on President Trump is a direct attack on First Amendment freedom of speech rights. Now, you and I, Susan, have always been a big advocacy on freedom of speech, of freedom of the press, mm -hmm. you know, freedom of religion, because these are areas that are near and dear to our heart. I think these are much more important, in my mind, than the, than the constitutional right to carry a gun. I think it's much more important to have free speech and freedom of religion and freedom of expression. Uh, but you're a business owner. Mm -hmm. You're an accountant. Mm -hmm. you, you understand business. Right. Can Facebook do this as a business, and is that infringement in your opinion, on First Amendment right. Well, an example of First Amendment right, freedom of speech, you cannot walk into a theater and yell fire. That's, right. that, that's restricted, right? Right. Now, that's just in, that's in a public place. That's in a private business also. So if now you, you, you yelled fire, that owner, theater owner, has the right to ban you from that forever. You can never come back in. Right. You know, just like if you get banned from a bar for misbehaving and whatever. This is not. This has nothing to do with freedom of speech. This is a business decision. Well, and my thinking here, and whichever one of you want to chime in on this, is that, okay, let's say I, I walk into a bar and I decide to preach a sermon. Now, I might be doing something great, but if the bar owner doesn't like me preaching a sermon there, then he has a right to ask me to leave, and he can ask me not to come back, and he can actually tell me not to. Now, the federal government can pass bills, they can pass regulations, they can do this. But what I'm, I'm interested in is this is nothing more than a campaign stunt. This has nothing to do with the First Amendment. Josh? Right, Bill. I mean, listen, oh, go ahead. Congressman Mo Brooks hasn't passed any laws in 10 years, but he also hasn't been studying the law, apparently, because your First Amendment rights are between you and the government, not you and a private mm -hmm. business. And just like a bakery can use their rights to say, as a private business, I don't want to make a, a cake for a gay couple, Facebook can say, I don't want Donald Trump. Now, it will be up to Facebook users to determine whether or not they still want to use that platform, which apparently I guess they do, um, whether or not they want to punish Facebook for this business decision. It's not a First Amendment issue. And I think the bigger issue for people in Alabama is we have a congressman who is running for the United States Senate who doesn't understand the First Amendment at all. My seven-year-old understands this about the First Amendment. That's where we should be worried. Well, I'll say this. He fits right in with the other senator that we have. Um, uh, it's the, um, <laughs> honestly, the bigger attack on the First Amendment 
is that a congressman is stating that a public business should be forced to allow somebody to uh, <laughs> to have speech on their platform. Uh, you know, and, and that is a much bigger, you know, it's, it's Facebook's basic free speech here in saying, hey, we don't want that to take place on uh, on here. We want to be able to regulate what takes place on our platform. Right. And that, that yeah, well, I, I, we're going to move on because we're going to run out of time. And there's a couple of big issues on here. We have uh, another candidate uh, that uh, has is uh, stated he's in the game, and that's uh, Representative Wes Allen from Troy. He has declared his candidacy, Susan, for Secretary of State. I mean, listen, I we have a Secretary of State right now who did a pretty good job. I'm asking a very good oh, job. Oh, a very good job. But he he had an affair. Okay, we can say hey, had an affair. But he lied to the people of Alabama, and he disparaged the woman and tried mm -hmm. to make her seem crazy mm -hmm. until the proof came forward. Now, we all have experience with this, and, but, uh, Angie, you know Wes Allen probably better than anybody here. Do we have to worry about him keeping his pants zipped? No. I mean, look, in the spirit of full disclosure, I'm Wes Allen's political consultant. I'll be heavily involved in running his campaign to seek the Republican nomination for Alabama Secretary of State. Um, but if, you know, Wes Allen, love him or hate him, everyone agrees that Wes Allen is a completely honest person. And he and his wife, Kay, are extremely devoted to each other. They have two beautiful children, Davis and Deanna, and no one's ever heard a whisper that Wes Allen has ever done anything immoral in his marriage. And um, and I think everybody on both sides of the aisle can agree that that you may not agree with Wes's politics, but Wes is an honorable and trustworthy person. As a matter of fact, when he was elected as president of the Alabama Probate Judges Association, that was a bipartisan support of him because right. he is an honest guy. Okay, well, that, that was a paid for it. No, it wasn't. There. That was a good plug. I want to move on because I really want to get to this. According to Dr. Scott Harris, the public health officer for the state of Alabama, we could, Josh, reach herd immunity by this summer if we can just get more people to get the shot. Why? Yeah. If we get if we could get people to turn off Tucker Carlson at night uh, and and actually go out and get the shot and and put an end to this, uh, you know we we could reach that and and put a lot of this behind us and uh, you know and, and keep people in your family safe. Uh, you know there've been uh, just terrible reports of people dying uh, you know over the last couple of weeks now and and there've been spikes in several states and, uh, and and you know it just it's it's sad to me that we we're at this point uh, with this after. So many millions of people have received vaccines, uh, and some of them up to a year ago now uh, in the test groups. Uh, and there have been no uh, real adverse reactions. There's certainly no widespread adverse reactions. Certainly, certainly nothing like normal vaccine uh, you right, know, right, that right. we have, that we all take. And I, I just I just wish people would pay a little, uh, use a little more common sense in this and just, just do this. Well, I, I know from our standpoint, Susan, you, you really feel a lot freer. Oh, yes. And you feel, I mean, like you got to hug, uh, you know, our adopted grandchildren. Oh. Too. And that was a big deal I had after a year. I had not seen Sims since he was in the womb. Was not there when he was born. Was not. Got to hug my Andy Lou, you know. For the, and it just overwhelmed me to be able to just reach out and hug those kids again. I, I think all of us who've had the vaccine understand how freeing it is. I wish, I hope the rest of our neighbors will see that it helps all of us be better 
we got about six seconds. Anybody want to chime in? Have the last word? No. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today. You've been watching The V, the voice of Alabama politics. You watch us because we watch them.